Hi, I'm Rabia and this is Safi. We're part of a team of young food ambassadors from across the country working with the Food Foundation to create better access to good food for everyone. We ambassadors have a vision and we've written the Children's Right to Food Charter calling for government action to tackle children's food insecurity and obesity. And each week on the Right to Food podcast, we're finding out how COVID has revealed so many gaps in the system that we want fixed. This week, we hear from three single parents and their children who have found a lifeline in their local community centre, the Evelyn Community Star in Lewisham. There's so much here. There's so much that they're doing for the communities. It's amazing. It's amazing. We get lots of pasta, don't we? Yeah, we get lots of fruit, apples, bananas. We even get plantain, yam and sweet potato. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Good morning, ladies. Charlene is a single mum to five-year-old Shana and ten-year-old Cheyenne and says that lockdown has been really tough. I found that at the beginning of lockdown, it was a real struggle, challenging, stressful and a worrying time having a child that suffers from anxiety, fearing that every time we would go out or leave the house, she would be catching COVID-19 and would die from this. Um, it's been, it's been a tough time. Um, I mean, I received vouchers, food vouchers through their school, which was great, a great idea. But the only thing was, um, my local Sainsbury's where my vouchers was valid for, it, their rules were stating that it was one person per family to do a shop. What am I going to do with my children? So it was, it was tough. I couldn't at that time go and spend my vouchers. So it's only been recently I've been able to spend the vouchers. Thank God for even community store. If I didn't have that during this whole COVID-19 lockdown, I can honestly say I don't know what I would have done for food. I don't know what I would have done for seeing a friendly face, having a chat. Um, you know, them, the volunteers and the organisation caring for my children and my own sanity. You know, I, I literally don't know what I would have done. A University of Oxford study found that one in five primary age children are afraid to leave their homes because of COVID. A third of parents said their child was worried that they would catch COVID themselves. And nearly a quarter of the youngest children were frightened of infecting someone else. More than a third were anxious about missing schoolwork. As Charlene prepares dinner with their Evelyn box of fresh food, little Shana and her sister Cheyenne tell her how it's been for them. Oh, a little bit sad because everybody was getting sick and dying and then I turned up because I get to go to school and meet all my friends. And how did you feel? I felt um, sad because we couldn't... Um, Go and see our friends, uh, go to school. 
Harwell is another single parent living in Lewisham and has just come back from her Tuesday visit to Evelyn Community Store with her kids, Damari, who's 14, and six-year-old Nathaniel. Cherry tomato. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Can you wash some of them for me? Yeah. The Food Foundation and its partners have found that 38% more people are cooking from scratch and 40% are eating more fruit and veg. For just £3.50, Howard can get a box of fresh fruit and veg from the Evelyn Community Store every week, with food donated from all the major supermarkets. And as she tells her friend on the phone, it's free on Fridays. In my neighbour, um, we went to Evelyn Community Centre to collect some food, because they usually do on two days a week. Um, Tuesday, you get to pay um, a little amount of money. But then Friday, the meals of the things are free because the excess left. So they just yeah. text you and say, oh, come over. We've got some uh, spare food, you know. So and we always get like fr- fresh food. I know the stigma around food banks and what people kind of, the notion they have sometimes. Natasha Rickett runs a nursery in the Evelyn Community Centre and opened the community store with a team of volunteers over a year ago to redistribute surplus food to members of the store twice a week. So last year was just kind of finding our feet, um, getting to know the, the people coming in. So because I've got the nursery in the building, I was splitting myself between the two. So although we're a private day nursery, we actually have, majority of my clientele now, are children that access the 15-hour free entitlement. Um, so I've been doing that 25 years. And then last year, that's when the idea of the food store came about. And crazily, for some reason, I was like, we can do that. We have a room at the back of the hall, which used to be many, many moons ago. It was a hairdresser's for the elderly. Uh, so that's how long we've been here. We've seen so many different user groups. Um, but it's now all, it was all gutted out. So all the sinks and everything were taken out. So it was just a room. So we then started the store from that room with a couple of fridges, um, a freezer and our shelving. So the nursery's at the one end of the hall and we have a door that you enter into the nursery and the store is at the other end of the hall and that has its own door that you go into as well. But it's during lockdown that it has really come into its own. So we had a mixture of some of my parents and some that live in the community when we very first started. Now we have a huge amount of people from the community and I have a big chunk of my parents that also now use the community store as well. For Charlene's daughters, Chana and Cheyenne, who were really anxious about going out during the pandemic, there's only one place they feel happy. Evelyn Community Store. Yeah, so what kinds of stuff did we do at Evelyn Community Store? We got some food, yes. Fruit, veg. Fruit, veg. Beans. Beans. And tuna, fish. So we really and bread. And bread, yeah. And sometimes they get crisps. And some crisps sometimes. So all the things that we needed and we were short on, wasn't we? What else did we get while we was there? We got um freedom and 
fresh air. Freedom, our fresh air. And how did we feel when we left the house and we was it there? How did we feel actually helping? Happy. I felt excited and wonderful. You felt excited and wonderful. Yeah. Natasha explains how the community store is about so much more than food. For Charlene, it's, I think, well, to be fair, she was a student of mine in the nursery many, many moons ago. And then her daughter came to us. Um, so we've, I've always kind of had a um, relationship with Charlene in that sense. Um, so when this was set up and she signed up, I, I also convinced her that she was going to sign up to be a volunteer as well. Um, all of my volunteers are just a bag of frogs. They're as crazy as a Mad Hatter. And I think that's what's helped all of them. And for us, the volunteers... I've had volunteer. I think two, one of my volunteers um, has her, one of her parents are going through cancer, so we've been there to support them. Uh, we have another volunteer who's one of their parents are really poorly, so we phone them all the time and check in with them. Uh, and, and it's the same with the members. If we know they're going through something, we make sure that we we touch base with them over the phone as well, and I'll check to see if they're okay. Do they need anything? So it, it's become quite a close-knit little, little little family, really. When we first opened, we wanted to make sure it was something that, that... First of all, we didn't want people to be embarrassed about coming here. We wanted to make it clear that we're not a food bank. So how I wanted to create the atmosphere was that they would come in and they could sit down and have a cup of tea and have some biscuits or some cake. Um, and we had a table set up for the children with arts and craft on because... Some weeks we'd have a lot in at the same time, so obviously the wait time was going to be uh, a little while. So it became a very social hub. People would come in and they would be called up, they would do their shop, and then I would look around and I was like, oh, they're still here. And I'd go over and say, have you, yeah, have you been called up? And they'd say, yeah, 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 I'm just having a cup of tea. And it was absolutely amazing to watch friendships being um, kind of made in, with with other people in the community that they would necessarily have just passed on a day-to-day basis. And now they've now formed friendships. Um, they looked forward to coming in on a Tuesday. So the saddest part was having to change all of that because of COVID. And a lot of ours did say, will I still be able to come in and get a cup of tea? And we were like, we can't anymore. So it's very kind of clinical coming in now. So we have all our markers on the floor and we have a line with the tables between them and the volunteers. Um, and it literally is shop and go. But I'm the one, I, I stay on the door so that I can kind of, you know, make sure nobody's pushing in. Um, so I'm still able to have that kind of quick chat with them and find out how they are. Uh, and if they need to see me, they'll, they'll say to me, Natasha, oh, can I pencil some time in with you? And I'm like, sure, not a problem. And I've had members come and, you know, talk to me about issues they've got going on at home um, and if I could help. And we had a member, um, and, and she's, she's not a member anymore because she's moved, but we had a member who um, had domestic violence. But because I'm a safeguarding, um, advanced safeguarding officer, um, she came and seen me to start with, but because I knew the right people, I got her in touch with some people um, and she was able to get a move. So just finding out things like that, um, and that's quite sad that I, we don't have enough time to sit with them now.
and do that, but I try and touch base with them all as they come through the door. So Tuesdays is our, our regular shop day. So what we've done now is because of the current situation, shop day would be on a Tuesday. Because of COVID and because of a lot of people shielding, you know, I have a massive um, army of volunteers and they're so good. So we can get the food in, get the food boxed up, get the food out to the, to the home deliveries, come back, grab a cup of tea, and then the afternoon starts and shoppers start coming in from two onwards now. So it's been a big change this year, but it's been a change for the good because we've now been able to reach out to a lot more because we're getting emergency cases from the school um, that, that would, you know, and needing emergency food parcels. Um, and we're also getting a lot more people because we're open in the daytime now. We've got a lot more people that, that are very needy in the community in terms of uh, very high on food poverty. So now they're coming in off the street and inquiring and now we're signing them up as well. And that's why Evelyn has been so important to so many families and will continue to do so as life gets back to normal. Five-year-old Mia is just back from school and tells her mum, Justine, how it went. And then after lunch, we done something called like P-something. P-E? No, P-S-S or something. Oh, P-H-S-E? Yeah. Would you go in the P-H-S-E? Um, like people of the colour skin when they're rude to them. So do you mean racism? Yeah, and then and after that it was home time and we, you gave us our ice lolly. Oh, nice. <laughs> Justine is a single mum to Mia, four-year-old Giovanni and one-year-old Kiani. She's found Evelyn has been a vital source of support since her life turned upside down. The last few days of lockdown has been so much easier. I've had my mum down here to help me with the kids, which has just taken so much pressure off. And I've been able to do some, a few hours at work and I've been able to sort out some of my kids' clothes. And I'm hoping to donate them to a refuge, a woman's refuge. As two years ago, me and my kids had to flee domestic violence and I can't imagine how hard it must be, especially during the pandemic, and how lonely these people must feel. As I've ne nearly lost my life on several occasions, and all those women right now who are suffering in silence and all these kids witnessing what is going on, like it literally breaks my heart. I really hope that all those suffering try and get some help. The Evelyn Community Star has been much more than a food star to Justine and her family since it opened a year ago. Cooking is definitely a new skill for me. Um, I went from living at my parents' house to going straight to university and living in halls which had catered accommodation, so I never needed to learn how to cook. It's only recently, um, like during, i say, the last year, that I've learned how to cook. And um, definitely lockdown has taught me a lot. And with the community store, I've been getting things I wouldn't normally buy, like I got camembert so with the cheese i was able to make like breaded camembert and i fried it which was a bit of a disaster but you learn i've been able to invest in a slow cooker which definitely helps me when i do mints um from the community store I, what did i get i think i got steak mints i was able to make a hot pot beef hot pot with it 
and also um, a lasagna. Um, I've also, literally in the last few weeks, learned how to make scrambled egg. With the fruit that I get, I've done some really nice desserts. I've made like this, I made up a dessert. It was like an apple cinnamon dessert and it came out nice. Um, I got chocolate and hazelnut spread, spread, which I turned into a, a cookie. Um, I really enjoy going to the community store as I get new things each week and it pushes me to want to cook. All I need to do now is start to plan my meals. I've saved so much money like going to the community store. Me and my kids can live comfortably and I've also got things that I wouldn't normally be able to afford, which is definitely really helps. My kids can experience new foods. For Harwood, Damari and Nathaniel, the vouchers have made all the difference. Harwa phones her friend to tell her how much it's helped. Past couple of weeks, they've sent over about ninety pound worth of school vouchers for food to get, like, to go to supermarkets. I get to wow. choose um, different supermarkets. They've got um, Sainsbury, Tesco, um, ASDA. But I usually choose Tesco um, because it's closer to my home um, to get the kids some fruit and vegetable. So basically, wow. yeah. <laughs> That really helped me. I was like, wow, if I didn't have this voucher, I wouldn't know what to do. During lockdown, there is help available, but it's how that information gets out to the most vulnerable. That's the issue. So some of my my parents have got um, older siblings that go to school and I know they were, some of them were getting the vouchers from school because what I did find is a lot of them didn't know about the food vouchers from school. So I was saying to them, listen, you need to go on their website or you need to chase them up, send an email um, and find out about, because they're on free dinners, so find out about getting uh, your your voucher. Natasha explains why there's so much extra food around. We have food from um, quite a lot of the big uh, supermarket chains. Supermarkets will always have an overspill of stuff and supermarkets will also always have boxes that have been bashed and dented so from fair share we always have a good pick of uh, fresh fruit fresh fresh veg um and we also have frozen um, veg as well tesco's some weeks we can get loads of like salad stuff because they have an uh, overstock so it might be that whatever just didn't sell well and it's coming up for its sell by date um sometimes it is a case of They've, they've had too many trays delivered and it's got fantastic dates on. Um, so, again, that's given to us as well. So I think it's something that all of the supermarkets took up in terms of the campaign, um, and that is uh, fighting poverty, uh, food poverty. So they all... I think it's like an obligation they have now that they have to ensure that their surplus food goes to charities. So we heavily rely on uh, additional surplus from... Tesco's, who have been amazing. Waitrose, that have also been amazing. Um, Marks and Spencers have been amazing. So we we get food from there. But we can also, I can take additional, when we have lots of fruit, I can take that for the nursery as well, which is great. So it's a win-win everywhere. But we get lots of fruit and veg from the stores. Um, and we get lots of, well, it depends. Some weeks we could get... 
I don't know, shed loads of food and you just look at it and think we haven't even picked up our food from Fair Share yet. Power, Damari and Nathaniel are thrilled you know with their groceries. Beetroot. Yeah. And then we've got some planting as well. I'm going to fry the planting so that we can eat some planting and some jerk chicken. I've got some chicken bites. I can make that with some spaghetti. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm going to cut the, the sweet cherry tomato mm. and then make the salad. You can eat the tomato raw. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really nice. Juicy. And they gave me loads of it. Yeah. Because I like, you know I like cooking. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nice to see the community like giving back. To the people that live there, yes, that's really positive. Yeah, I think I choose the right borough to live. <laughs> you did, you did. <laughs> I love Lucian. <laughs> There's so much here. There's so much that they're doing for the communities. Amazing. It's amazing, especially for vulnerable people and you know single parents. There, there's quite a lot that they are um, offering. And Natasha and her team's work hasn't gone unnoticed. We won several awards last year. Um, and, and we also won um, some money as well. It was like a cheque with uh, uh, an award, which we were just blown away with. But now, because we've now made quite solid links with different um, suppliers, getting the fresh fruit and veg and getting an abundance of it is... it's. Parents and not just my parents, but members are coming in now and looking at the fruit and veg and saying they've never eaten so much fresh food that they can prepare and had such a varied diet in their entire life. So for us, making sure we have a lot of fresh fruit and veg that, that they can go home and they're trying new food now. And they're trying like new fruit, new veg. And sometimes they'll say, what is that? And we'll tell them and they'll say, well, what do I do with it? And I'll go, I don't know, but I know someone who does. So then what we'll do is somebody else will say, well, you can do this, this and this with it. And that's that's something that we're looking to go into down the track. And that's a cookbook with food that we source from our from our suppliers. So far, I just made um, spaghetti um, and some tomato sauce. I know, right? <laughs> With some chicken bites. So I got that from the um, Evelyn Centre. And then I just incorporated that. All this, I always say to them, can I have spaghetti, please? Because then I planned, pre-planned my meals that I'm going to make. Yeah. So that's what I did. And then I just put that all together, put some nice seasoning on it. And that will last the children, like, maybe two days. So they'll eat today, they've eaten, and some left for tomorrow as well. So they can have that for lunch. They're eating well. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they do very well. So what motivates me is seeing the, the, the pleasure on people's faces, knowing that there's families now feeding their children wholesome food. Um, and, and I'm always for community anyway. And for me, it's about just making sure places like this stay here, are sustainable, and that links and relationships are, are, are kind of bonded through something like this. And that's what drives me. I, sometimes on a Sunday, I don't leave my house, but I'll, I'll throw on a 
cap if I can't bother to do my hair, jump in the car and go and pick up surplus because mostly on a Sunday from Marx's it's flowers. And just giving members a bunch of flowers on a Tuesday is, yeah, that's something else. The, the, the smile on their face is, you know, incredible. The Child Poverty Action Group says that 4.2 million children are living in poverty in the UK. But until we did the Children's Future Food Inquiry, we knew little about how many of these children experience food insecurity. How it impacts on their lives and what could be done about it. Our work as ambassadors gives children and their parents an opportunity to show what happens behind closed doors. What would Natasha say to Boris Johnson if she had half an hour with him? Um, if I had half an hour in the room with him, I would say, wake up and smell, smell the coffee. You know, communities, and especially like ours, that is, is classed as deprived, and that yet you're there humming and ahhing about giving free meals to children over the holidays... You know, that should be a priority. And in fact, you know what? You should be ashamed of yourself that we're actually still in this situation. And it would be the person before Boris and the person before them that we're actually still fighting food poverty in today's day and age. And it shouldn't be like that at all. It shouldn't be down to community centres like Evelyn to support these poor communities. Well, we're going to say our prayers now. Okay. We're going to thank God for our life, OK? OK. Ready? The COVID-19 virus has changed our world in many ways, but we are more determined than ever to explain why the government must do everything it can to ensure every child in the UK has access to a better diet. We've recently updated our charter, and it would be great if you could take a look at it and support us. At foodfoundation.org.uk. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.